Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, daily financial news from the uh, little park outside my house. Thank you for joining. It is Sunday, the 17th of April. It is Easter Sunday. Hope you're having a wonderful time. Uh, A lot of stuff going on in my household last night. We had a couple of very sick puppies. Uh, So I decided to stay home this morning, but still wanted to do this daily show for you. So sorry for the headphones. Sorry for the different look, but looks like it's going to be a nice uh, Easter Sunday. I think they're going to do an egg hunt out here later in the day for the kids. So again, happy, happy Easter. So uh, a couple of things of note. Uh, Watched an interview with the CEO of Rocket Mortgage. And as you would expect, Rocket Mortgage, kind of like Better.com, really built on the backbone of doing all these cash-out refis the last couple of years. Talked about $4 trillion in mortgage origination last year, talking about doing 2-6 this year. Uh, he did everything he could to spin a positive story, and it still made me feel icky. And the reason that is, is even he was like, hey, there's what it, there's $26 trillion in tappable equity. Lots of consumers have expensive credit cards. Lots of consumers are going to stay put. So let's go give them home equity loans. Let's go give them, you know, all of these other things. So uh, this is why uh, when you hear Matt, the mortgage guy, and I talk about predatory lending, we talk about people who have a 2.8 mortgage being talked into making a bad financial decision. It's, it's, It's what irritates me about the industry. A lot of the industry is out there just trying to churn money not trying to help you. So do yourself a favor, uh, especially especially if you're a homeowner and you got on the property ladder the last two or three years. You have seen, without question, amazing equity growth. Congratulations. Do me a favor. Don't be in a rush to use your house as an ATM. I'm afraid that a lot of you, you know, let's be clear, a lot of you probably made 50 if not a hundred grand the last couple of years. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Don't let these predators talk you into a bad decision. So if you're out there and you're getting pushed for something and you feel bad, Matt, the mortgage guy has told me repeatedly that he will look at what you guys have been pitched for free. I think it's greatmortgagebroker.com. Let them know what you're looking at. He'll tell you. And, um, you know, he, he, uh, he said he would do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to believe him. So interesting. Kathy Wood out, uh, in the media. I don't know if we talked about this. I think it was three or four weeks ago. Kathy Wood, um, obviously was very well known for being t- the top money manager two years in a row. It's funny. I did a, I did a interview or I did a, a, a kind of, I think it was a hot take on Kathy Wood about eight or nine months ago saying this strategy is not going to work. Uh, I have you know, been doing this a long time, and I've never seen a money manager 
stay hot three years in a row, right? They get, they start showing up on TV, they become a talking head, everybody wants a piece, they get a lot of money, and they just have to double down on the same decisions. And that's exactly what happened to Kathy. And uh, here recently, she was in last place. And, and that's what happens, right? You get concentrated bets, you become the largest buyer, then the largest seller, and it all goes against you. Uh, but where I'm going with this is she's out once again talking about Tesla. She thinks Tesla is going to be $4,600 uh, by 2026, right? Market cap of $5 trillion. Okay, uh, I think the largest market cap today is, is it $2 trillion for Apple or did Apple peak three? So I don't know. Anyways, it was, it's interesting to see her try to uh, go back to the one trick pony that, uh, that worked for her years ago, right? She was early on Tesla, got it right, wrote it. And then sold it. So it's interesting to think about. Retail sales. Retail sales. Remember, folks, I brought you lots of important facts that you need to watch for months ago because I knew what was coming. The first one was, remember, when we talked about um, nominal versus real numbers. Remember that? Nominal is whatever the print is. And a real number is adjusted for inflation. Retail sales came out Thursday, I believe. And again, they came out as nominal numbers, right? Retail sales were up on a nominal basis. They were up, I think they were up like 6%, something like that. But here's the deal. Gasoline was up 37%. We didn't buy more gas. The gas we bought was more expensive. Food services... 26.6%. We didn't buy more. It's just more expensive. Groceries, 8.9%. We didn't buy more groceries, and I would argue we probably bought less, but still, it was up 8.9%. So, again, folks, we got to be very careful. Uh, the powers that be are going to do all they can uh, to make it look like the economy is good, uh, but um, it's just not. The consumer is in, in a bad spot, in my opinion. Let's talk about the housing market. You know, lots of interesting things. I think I'll change the angle on this. The housing market. Do you know what the five cheapest states are on the median home and the five most expensive states? I compiled this list this morning, and I, I would have gotten three of the most expensive and probably, probably two of the cheapest. So if you want to take a guess, go ahead. If you're watching this on replay, hit pause or yeah, hit pause and uh, go ahead and feel free to, to list your uh, the 10 most expensive and least. So we'll go to most expensive first. Just if you happen to be in these markets, I hope you own a lot of real estate. Uh, we'll go number five, Utah. Utah has the fifth most expensive medium sale at 645. I had no idea. I had no idea Utah would be in the top 10, let alone the top five. New York, 689. I think a lot of us think New York would be higher than number four. You got to realize that New York City is a very small footprint of the entire New York State. There's actually lots of cheap parts of New York. Massachusetts, or New York was at 689, if I didn't say it. Massachusetts at 699. California, 735,000. And then Hawaii comes in at number one, 768. Uh, let's have some fun together. 
Guess what you think the cheapest state is by median, because I would have gotten this one wrong. Number five is Oklahoma, 240,000. Kansas next, 237. Arkansas, 236. I think I would have guessed Arkansas if you would have asked me. Ohio, 203. And the cheapest, cheapest median home price is West Virginia at 184K. I would not have guessed that. I don't think I've ever looked at housing in West Virginia. So if you're investing in West Virginia, I don't know what rents are, but you do have the cheapest median home price. Pretty interesting. Um, Jerome Powell speaks for the last time before their quiet period. If you don't know what a quiet period is, uh, the Fed has a meeting May 3rd and 4th, I believe. Uh, and two weeks before that, they don't have any public uh, conversations. So there, there's a quiet period. Think, think a company in their earnings statement, right? They close the quarter. They don't make any public comments until their earnings are out. So uh, Jerome Powell speaks for the last time this Thursday. I suspect he is going to talk about inflation, CPI, PPI. Uh, I suspect he is going to anchor on 50 basis point move May 3rd and 4th. Uh, so again, we will see. Um, we will see where he is at. James Bullard, uh, the most hawkish of the Fed presidents, he is out saying that the idea that the Fed can somehow magically land this in a soft landing is fanciful and unlikely. Right? He used different words, but that's that's what's going on. Don't know if you've seen this. This is uh, something I'm digging into. It looks like trucking activity has plummeted 50% in the last 10 weeks. Right? Trucks are an important part of our, our economy. Right? They move stuff from here to there, um, kind of the last mile. And to see that trucking is down 50% is interesting. Did retail overbuy? And now they're sitting on boxes and boxes of stuff and thus they don't need to reorder for a while. What, what is this really about? I think that's something we need to figure out. Looks like the official Russia default now has a date. Uh, that will be May 4th. Uh, there's billions of dollars in bonds that were actually a payment was due on April 4th. Uh, like most of these bond payments that we saw with Evergrande and China's um, months ago when we were talking, they have a grace period of 30 days. So uh, Russia will be an officially in default May 4th. Uh, looks like Standard & Poor's and all these rating agencies are already kind of declaring that. Uh, China lockdowns, uh, especially in Shanghai. Shanghai is, the population in Shanghai is bigger than the state of Florida. These lockdowns are uh, of the very aggressive type. If you've seen some of the videos floating around the internet, that is going to cause more supply chain, more inflation, more empty shelves, and probably more inflation or uh, more manufacturing to come home. Uh, again, I think one of the things that comes out of this is we build more stuff uh, in the United States. Uh, it is very clear that most of the uh, analysts now think that Europe uh, will enter a recession very soon, if not already started here in Q2. Uh, looks like a European recession might be Q2, Q3. The question is the U.S. Does the U.S. follow suit? Uh, if you follow my channel, you know that I think it does, and it's Q2, Q3, or Q3, Q4 of next year. Uh, we shall see. It's, it's, 
Demand destruction is already happening. I'm hearing from more and more folks. Uh, we're gonna see how far that goes. It does think like the stock market investors are playing chicken uh, with their portfolios. Uh, the bond market clearly is listening to the Fed and has already priced in several rate increases. Uh, as of last week, the stock market is basically going, we don't believe you. Uh, we shall see what happens. But uh, I, don't think the, uh, I don't think the Fed is going to bail out the stock market. I think the Fed knows they have to inflict pain. I would, I would call pain in the size of 30% at least. Uh, and again, that's at the indices level. There are already plenty of stocks down 30%, but that'll be at the S&P level. And then I don't know if you guys watch the All In podcast. It's something that has become a part of my Saturday routine. Uh, the All In podcast had a very interesting discussion about food and scarcity. Uh, this is something that I've brought to you, I don't know, was it three, four weeks ago? I'm very concerned, the planting season, fertilizer, all of these things. Uh, they shared details of stuff that I did not know. Uh, apparently, the world lives on about a 90-day um, kind of storage of food, uh, right? The calories required to keep people alive. Uh, it looks like China is the one exception. China has in storage 150% of the required calories for China, right? They have built stockpiles of food. And it is interesting to think about how China might use this because if you followed my discussions on food shortages, there are regions of the world that are in trouble now and going to be in crisis soon. Every part of me thinks that uh, China will not, uh, not be charitable, meaning just give. They will uh, give with strings. They will create relationships. They will force relationships. They will uh, trade uh, with. Uh, uh, they will trade aggressively, right? So again, uh, China has built up this food supply. Now they can use it as a way to grow their footprint reach in the world. It is a dangerous proposition, in my opinion. Uh, the U.S., for example, we have about 30 to 40 percent of the calories in storage. China, again, 150 percent of calories. They are the answer to the food crisis that is coming. I would challenge other countries and nations to rethink about this going forward. Um, yeah, there, there are going to be li lives put at risk. And again, I think China will use their strength and what they have to um, create some uh, relationships that are good for them. So again, it's all, all stuff to watch. Obviously, the U.S. will do it as can, I'm sure. Uh, we do seem to have, um, we have our eyes somewhere else right now, obviously. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. So again, folks, did this outside today because it's important for me to continue the streak of daily financial news. Uh, I am now going to go inside and see how my puppies are doing. I think I got like three hours of sleep last night. They were they were in bad shape. We may uh, may need to take them in to make sure they stay hydrated. So have a wonderful Easter. Take care of yourself. Uh, daily discipline is here. I'm living that example. Happy Easter. Bye.